Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. This podcast was created to help open your awareness to the truth of who you are, a limitless being. You are worthy and deserving of an abundant and prosperous life. It's time to peel back the false beliefs and remember who you are, light and love. For additional resources or to contact me directly, please visit my website, heatherhakes.com. Again, that's heatherhakes.com. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 353. Today's guest is going to share with you an amazing journey which led him to Sedona, Arizona, and he's teaching you the secret to get back into spiritual alignment. Welcome to today's interview. I brought on Allie West. Allie, welcome. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Yes, and you're, you're obviously across the pond, but I'd love for you to give listeners a little background. Where do you live and what do you do? Yeah, for sure. I live in Nottingham in the United Kingdom, so it's right in the middle of England. We're about two hours from London and an hour from Birmingham. There tend to be two cities that most people have heard of or have been to. And currently, I run a gym with my wife. It's called Kinetic Fitness. We've been doing that since 2017, but I've been in health and fitness since 2008, so quite a while now. And I also have an online coaching business, uh, which kind of came out about because of the pandemic, where we coach uh, women to help them with fat loss and improving their relationship with food and improving their mindset as well. And I also have a podcast, The Kinetic Fitness Show, which we put out weekly episodes and we cover everything to do with health and well-being, to coach and inspire people to be optimally healthy. So it's a very holistic approach through mind, body and spirit. Um, And that's what I do at the moment. But since 2015, I've been on a very uh, spiritual journey, um, growing my spiritual practices and learning more about myself and and the universe and and the world and where we've come from. And that's what I'm really passionate about. I'm passionate about holism and holistic health and also spirituality as well. So that's a bit of me in a nutshell. Yes. And that's definitely what I want to deep dive today. But I I think it is important to share and we've already discussed this somewhat, but to give a little background how you got into health and fitness, because that's something that, you know, I think it's at least a billion, if not at this point, a trillion dollar industry. And there is so much media and advertising and marketing around the body. That's why I'm excited to find out what your spiritual journey has been. But I would love for you to give a background, you know, what got you into the focus on health and fitness? Yeah, for sure. It, It came about really by accident. I never really had an idea of, of going into health and fitness or being a personal trainer or being a coach because my background growing up was football or soccer, as you guys call it. I always wanted to be a professional football player, professional soccer player. That was my dream growing up. Uh, not that I didn't care about school. I still did pretty well at school, but I always wanted to just play, to just play football, just to play soccer. So I managed to play to a a fairly good standard it was probably sort of one or two divisions below professional level 
But when I was 19, I tore my cruciate ligament. It was my ACL, my anterior cruciate ligament. And for people that are listening in that don't know what that is, basically it's the ligament in your knee that governs all lateral, which is sideways, and rotational movement, uh, which is twisting. So without it playing any sport, whether it's football, American football, basketball, baseball, tennis, whatever, you're pretty screwed without it. So I had about two, two years out of the game, a year of intensive rehab and surgery, And I was coming to the end of college and I was like, what am I going to do? I don't really know what I'm doing. And I got into football coaching, soccer coaching. But really at that time and for the level I was doing it at, there was no money involved in it. There was it was very minimal pay. And I was at a dinner party one day and a friend said, "Um, have you considered being a personal trainer? It's, It's well paid. It's a good environment. If you like helping people and coaching people, you'll probably enjoy it. And I was like, I've never been in the gym before, really. I've been in there and maybe use the treadmill or use the rowing machine, but I've never set foot in a gym to do weights. I don't know what I'm doing. And she was like, it's okay. I got qualified. You can get a qualification and then see how you get on. So I took a, a loan, a career development loan, uh, did my qualifications. And then I was lucky enough to secure a jo- job at a, a corporate health club, um, Virgin Active, which big company, everyone's probably heard of Virgin and Richard Branson. So I was quite lucky to get a job there. Did that for three years, full client base, went on to run my own personal training business for five years from 2011 to the back end of 2016. And then in uh, 2017, opened my gym, which I'm sitting in at the moment, uh, Kinetic Fitness. And that's it, really. The rest is the rest is history. So it was it was by accident off the trauma, I guess you could say, of, a, of an injury. Pardon the interruption. If this content is resonating with you, I want to offer you some additional resources. Check out my website, heatherhakes.com, and take the free life assessment. This is a great tool to take inventory in life where you're feeling in alignment and abundant and where you're simply feeling stuck, stressed out, or as someone recently emailed me, completely ruining their life. I've also created a self-study course all about mindset and manifesting. Again, check out my website, heatherhakes.com and click on course. Finally, if you are ready to deep dive and really transform your life, I offer one-on-one coaching. I will teach you what has taken me years and tens of thousands of dollars to learn in which you can start implementing right now. To learn more and schedule your free strategy call, visit heatherhakes.com forward slash coaching. Now back to regular programming. Well, I, I love that backstory because, you know, so many people fall victim to life happenstances, right? Things happen to us. But that injury, maybe that is what led you into this backstory to become a personal trainer, to ultimately start a gym and, and get into this holistic approach. But you had to have that experience. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm a firm believer of everything happens for a reason. And I was always raised as well by my parents to to, to be whatever you want to be. They always said that to me, you can be whatever you want to be. So when I realized that the football or the soccer thing wasn't going to work out, I didn't rest on my laurels. I, I knew that I had to get into something and, and do something that I would be passionate about because I always remember my my dad and my granddad as well saying, just when you go to work or when you go to a job, just make sure that you enjoy it. Don't go to a job you hate because you hate it for the rest of your life. So I made sure that what I got into was something that I enjoyed. So I had some relatively good advice from a young age. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so please, I, I want to know what was this whole, and for those that aren't that familiar with Sedona, Sedona is known to have this vortex, right? This, I don't, and I don't, I've heard that before. I actually literally was just watching something on YouTube yesterday and, and that was brought up. So of course, you know, synchronicity here, but can you explain what was that Sedona experience all about and more about this vortex? Yeah, yeah. So when I went to Sedona, I didn't know anything about it. I'd never heard of it. Um, I didn't know anything about the history or, or what happens there. So my friend at the time was living in Scottsdale and I had just gone through uh, a bit of a breakup. So at the back end of 2014, I split up from my ex-girlfriend. We had a house, a mortgage, all of that kind of stuff. And then uh, a couple of months into 2015, I met my now wife, Sarah. And uh, in May of, of 2015, I decided to just get away. I just like started my relationship with Sarah and I just needed a, a bit of a break. So my friend was say, said to me, come over to, to the States and spend some time with me. So I did. I took 10 days out, flew over there on my own. And it was his birthday. And he said, oh, for my birthday, we're going to Sedona. I was like, what's Sedona? I've never even heard of it. He's like, oh, it's magical. It's a magical place. Red rocks, high energy. It's very spiritual. And I was like, I'm not into spirituality. I don't know anything about it. And he's like, don't worry. We'll go and have a good time. We'll do some hiking and, and just chill out. So we did some hiking um, and some scrambling and there's amazing red rocks, amazing scenery there. Everyone should go. And then we sat on the side of a rock and he said, do you want to try some meditation? And I was like, meditation, what's meditation? I don't even know. I've never done it. I don't know how to do it. He's like, don't worry. You sit next to me. I'll guide you through it and we'll see what happens. So he started taking me through this meditation and it was actually the um, Merkaba or Merkaba meditation. I don't know if anybody's practiced it or if you've practiced, practiced it yourself, but basically it's imagining your chakras and then, um, there's two star tetrahedron, which is like the star of David spinning and you envision yourself in a healing disc and all this kind of stuff. But I didn't know anything about that. So it's quite an advanced one to start off with, but I did this meditation and then just, I had the most biggest sense of clarity and energy come over me. Um, and I just felt as if I was just like getting blessed by some kind of energy or some kind of power. And I came out of the meditation and I was like, wow, that was amazing to my friend. He was like, what happened? And I did my best to explain it to him. And he said, um, wow, you must be really receptive to it. You, you've took to it really, really well. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, that's cool. So we did some more uh, scrambling and then we was on Cathedral Rock, which a lot of people listening to this might have heard of, which is one of the biggest rocks in Sedona. And we went up and then we did a, a grounding meditation which again, I had some really good sensations. Then we came down the rock and sat down halfway down. And then something really crazy happened to me. Um, I was sat on this rock with my friend to the side of me and without, without me moving, my whole body just started to tilt to the right hand side. Um, and my mate was like, what are you doing? My friend was like, what are you doing? I was like, that isn't me. And he was like, yeah, it is. And I was like, no, it's not. And then he pushed me back and then the energy pushed me back and then he came around the other side and then the energy worked against him and I was like this is so weird um, and then I did some more meditation and I had I started to get auditory coming in so I'm I'm very clear audience I'm, I can hear a lot of things I, I, I just, it just must be a power and a skill that I have uh, but I, I really found it for the first time in Sedona 
Um, so there's some of the big things that happened. And ever since that, my kind of spiritual practices snowballed. And I do think it was because I went to Sedona because, as you mentioned, there's a lot of energy there. There's these different vortices, different vortexes, male and female energy, like certain rocks have masculine energy. Some have uh, feminine energy. Um, and also it's just a very spiritual place. It's, it's, it's recognized by a lot of native Americans as a sacred place. People have said they've seen UFOs there, all sorts of, of stuff. So I think my spiritual practices and my spiritual skills really accelerated and took off because of going to Sedona. Um, and my life's never been the same since. Yeah. Well, and that's mind blowing. Cause yeah, I agree. Way to dive into the deep end. There was no like baby pool for you, no dipping your toes, but I think that's important. But also it made me think when you were talking, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. So without you consciously being aware, you were led to that clearly for that experience. So why leaving that? Did you get into more of this holistic approach? Well, for me, it was a, it was an eye-opening moment because leading up to that, so I was probably, what, 27, 28 at the time. Leading up to that, I'd done a lot of full power, just like going 100 miles an hour, doing 50, 60 personal training sessions a week and pretty much burning myself out. And then I'd still do my best to go out and try and party with my friends at the weekend. And I just was just was doing stuff that you do maybe in your early 20s or we're led to believe that we should do when we're, we're in our early 20s. And for me, it was just an eye-opener to, to realize that the, there's more to what we sense with maybe our five senses. There's more than what we see. There's more than what we hear. There's a higher power and that there's a lot more to life and that you can slow down and you can be present and good things can come to you. And for me, it was just the right time. It was a big shift in my life. And then I just thought from there, I'm just going to take this, keep, keep doing it because it makes me feel so good. And I've realized that there are things that we can't see that are, that are there, that are there to help us. And I just wanted to grow those skills and grow those maybe gifts that I have, but then share them with others because I'm a firm believer that you have to work on yourself first. You have to work on yourself and love yourself first so that you can help others in the most effective manner or the most effective way. And I always like the saying that service to self is service to others and it's the most selfless act you can do is, is, is working on yourself first. So since that day, since that day of sitting on that rock or those rocks in Sedona, I have worked on myself every single day and found various practices and, and treated myself very much like a human guinea pig to live the best possible life that I can live. Well, and how, how have you integrated this into your daily practice? Are you sitting there in meditation in the morning? Are you doing it midday? Are you doing it? Like, what are you doing? And are you still coaching 50 or 60 clients a week? No, no, no. So (laughs) yes. So uh, in terms of my, in terms of my practices, there's many different practices that, that I use, which are probably a combination of, of spiritual practices, mindset and stuff for the, for the body as well, because I am a firm believer of that mind, body, spirit, integration, that they're, they're all very critical. So in terms of my own meditation practice, uh, it is in the morning. Uh, the, the, the first 
two hours of the day are sacred to me. They're, they're, they're my ritual times where I do my morning rituals. I don't like to call them morning routines. I call them morning rituals because it is a ritual for me. So there's various things that I do. And for me now, my, my role as, as, as what you could say is my career is very much shifted from being a, a full-time personal trainer to now more of what, you, what you'd say, maybe an entrepreneur or a business owner where I'm looking after very different moving parts of, of, of the gym and also doing my best to, to grow our coaching business because, again, I feel like I'm at a point in my life where things are going to shift again and I'm going to lean even more into the stuff that I'm really, really passionate about, which is the stuff that we're talking about and more... I see myself long-term more presenting and more coaching rather than being in the, the fitness space, because we was talking off air that, that the, the fitness industry is, it's kind of toxic. It's a bit toxic with the way that it's, that it's uh, portrayed and the things that it can do to people because it's, it's, it's a bit of a double-edged sword because it's meant to be an industry that's meant to help people and inspire people. But there's, without sounding derogatory there's a lot of sick people in the fitness fitness industry well 100 percent. and i literally in the last few days had a conversation with one of my girlfriends talking about do you remember you know like the time where you were the most fit and we were still unhappy with our body and and i personally know several um, bodybuilders and people who compete and it is not a healthy thing at all but it becomes this. So I think honestly, and we don't have to be talking about fitness. We could be talking about anything, but at some point when it becomes obsessive, it is no longer healthy. Mm, for sure. For sure. And that's the, I mean, we can go into this, we can go into this more, but one of the things that I'm doing at the moment, probably since, since maybe the, the pandemic started or maybe slightly after I'm, I've, I'm learning and I've started to go with the flow more and, and, and not put the pressure on because I think if you push, then you're going to get pushing back. You're going to get the resistance back. Whereas if you're in the, the flow state or you're just going with the, with the universe or the flow or however you want to label it, then the good things happen to you. The, the abundance comes in, the, the, the rewards come to you, uh, life it moves with a lot more grace and ease. So that's something that's difficult for me because I've always been pushing, pushing, pushing. And I'm very, mm -hmm. I'm very hard on myself. Oh, I have been known to be very hard on myself and also beat myself up as well. Uh, and I'm learning to let that go and, and go with the flow. And it's funny, this, this, this year or the last few months that I've had just these random, they're not random, obviously, because there are no coincidences, but these things coming into my life, particularly uh, monetary and abundance coming in. And I'm like, well, I'm not even really trying, but it's coming to me because I, there's the resistance isn't there. Um, so it's just a lot smoother now with what I'm doing. Uh, whereas before, if you'd have asked me before I went to Sedona, I'd have been like, yeah, when I'm 40, I'm going to have 40 million in the bank and I want to drive this car and all this kind of stuff. And I've realized that none of that matters because all that matters is, is this vessel that I've got and then my, my spiritual essence and nature and, and my heart. I'm pointing at my chest there if this isn't on video, but my heart, because everything lies in the heart and we're too caught up in here. 
mindset is important obviously we 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 need to have a solid mindset and we need to be positive and all that good stuff but a lot of people forget about how important the heart is and they come away from the heart and they don't trust the heart and that's where i'm trying to sit a bit more at the moment is sit in my heart and less in my head so to speak <laughs> well are you into dr joe dispenza at all uh, I've I've listened to some of his stuff, and I've I think I've read maybe one of his books. Uh, so yeah, I, yeah, I, I like his stuff. Well, and I think what he teaches, what is super important, is he talks about a brain heart coherence. Because you're right, so many people are so focused up here, analytical mind, constantly do do do, hustle and grind, which that's what we are conditioned to do. That's what we think we have to do. Forty and fifty, you know, personal training clients a week to make it. When, when you can get into what you're talking about, this flow state, our heart space, we will be guided, we will be led, we will be pulled, there's no pushing. But when you were explaining that, like that is a complete paradigm shift, right? That is radically shifting our thought system and our way of being. But you're saying, wait a minute, if pump the brakes, you don't have to keep pushing uphill if you allow yourself to be in flow, which I'd love for you to explain that more that things are actually happening quickly and easily for you, which yeah. that's going to be mind blowing because for those that want to take control and do that, that human being wait, human doings, that's hard. Yeah, it is really difficult. And I want to share something that I used to, I've not done a lot of it recently because of, of what's been going on, but I used to do a lot of public speaking in person, public speaking for, for corporations, small to medium, and then all, all the way to international corporations as well. And one of the first things I used to open up with uh, was hands up if you want to be healthy. And you'd see every hand in the room go up. Everyone would be like, yes, I want to be healthy. But there's one thing between like putting your hand up and actually embracing health and, 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 and living it. And as you said, being rather than doing. And I, I think that we're, we're, we have this issue where we have this disconnect that we do have to hustle and grind and, and, and make ourselves ill and stress ourselves out to have success and happiness and joy and none of that is true. I'll tell you flat out, none of that is true. And I can speak for it firsthand because of what I've experienced, that all the happiness, all the joy, all the love you need is not out here. It's inside of you. And all the answers can be found inside of you as well. Uh, you don't need to seek external stuff. Uh, and I'm not saying don't listen to podcasts or don't read or don't try and grow because I, I believe that that is one of the purposes that we're here for is to grow. We're here to grow every single day. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying don't read books and don't try and improve your knowledge, but I'm saying that you don't necessarily need all of that because all of the answers can be found within yourself. And one of the best ways to find those answers is through meditation. And I know meditation is spoken about a lot and mindfulness is spoken about a lot um but i don't think enough people are doing it and i don't think enough people realize the the unbelievable things that can happen in your life from meditation and from going within and if you've not gone within in this last year with everything that's been going on then you've really missed a trick but it's not too late you can you can go in within yourself right now and you can reap the rewards from going within yourself and it's one of the most powerful things you can do can you explain though more about your meditation process because this is something and i do believe it is a practice but it's a choice right to show up 
but I remember, well, it still sometimes happens, but you're sitting there and you think it's going to be this peaceful, quiet nothingness. And a lot of times that's where my monkey mind and internal chaos like ramps up. But to sit through, not to resist it, but to sit through and like just in this calming through the breath and allowing it to, you know, maybe in a, if you can sit this long, an hour meditation, it could take 45 minutes to calm for those few minutes of peace. But I want to hear what's your experience like? Yeah. So what I would say first with meditation is that we are all individual and unique. We're all the same. We're all one, but we're all individual and unique in the sense that my meditation practice will be different to yours, will be different to the next person, will be different to somebody that's listening to this, this podcast. And the first thing is to, to not put pressure on yourself. I think too many people put pressure on themselves because they think automatically they should be like some Tibetan monk sat on a mountain um, connecting to god or the or the universe or, co- or consciousness or whatever you want to label it up as i think people think that and that's not true um for most people it's going to be tough and like you said it's a practice and we do it regularly and we do it consistently and we will improve just like anything it's like playing the guitar or or learning a sport uh, or learning a language that's meditation is exactly the same it's no different so in terms of my practice what i do is is it can be different every time sometimes i meditate um with with music or i have a guided meditation on sometimes i do what you said is very difficult and is very difficult for most people is just to sit and be still and embrace the silence and i will be honest that is the most powerful type of meditation but for beginners it's very very difficult um and sometimes i'll i'll do maybe how could I put this maybe altered state type meditation? So I might do some breath work that will maybe take me into a different state, maybe a different brainwave or a trance like state. Um, sometimes I do that through chanting as well. Uh, I, I sometimes do chanting. Um, so there's different ways that you can do it and there's different ways you can enter into meditation. Um, but I think probably three of the most powerful ones are like a guided meditation, particularly for beginners. Uh, some form of active meditation like that could be just walking or getting out in nature. I think that is, is meditation. Um, and then it could also be like more of a, um, a, a group environment where you, where you're doing like yoga or you're doing a guided breath work session or something like that. So there's a few different entry points, but my personal um, favorite way to do it is with music because I'm very auditory. So that's why I like, music or I like chanting because I, I'm, I'm an audio person like I'll listen to a song and I can tell you the lyrics like straight away um, and I'm probably least visual but my visual stuff is getting uh, better it is improving so I like to do it with audio but what I've been doing recently is is more outdoor meditation so being in nature being connected to nature no no music no headphones being as still as possible and doing my best to go within myself through uh, through being still. But what's the best way to get into it? And what's the best way for meditation? It's the breath. It's the breath that will take you there. So if you are if you have got the uh, the the monkey mind or the chatter, or you're thinking about what's for dinner, or you're thinking about your boss shouting at you, 
the best thing you can do is just bring yourself back to your breath and focus, put all your focus on your breath. And you'll be surprised how relaxing that can be. Um, just simply taking three or five deep breaths will, will make a, make a huge difference. And we've known about this for millennia, like the, the, the ancients were using breath work thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of years ago. If you, if you look into the history of it, they, they were using breath work and using meditation to, uh, learn more about themselves, uh, connect with God or connect with higher states of consciousness to be in trance like states. So it's nothing new. It's just, it's been kind of pushed away or hidden like a lot of things have. And we need to bring it back because if we get more people meditating, we get more people breathing correctly then the world's going to be a better place. 100%. Yeah. I love that. And two things I want to hit on there is you're right. There is not one way to, you don't have to sit still with, you know, the mudra finger. You don't have to do that. I have actually found I love, and something I've talked about before is moving meditation. I love running, but again, no music. When I am so present in nature and talk about present moment and, and in the glide and the step, I've had so many epiphanies and ahas and just like the answers I needed. That's how, that's one way of communication. So I want to ask you, when you do these meditations, have you had those epiphanies or ahas or clarity? Like what? Okay. You, yes. Yes. hundred yeah. okay. percent. So um, let me give you three examples that have came uh, that have come or came out of meditation. First one, the building that I'm sitting in at the moment, my gym. So it's, it's not a huge space, but it's 9,000 square foot. So it's pretty decent size. We have like close to 500 members and like 50 private training clients. This place came out of meditation. The idea came from meditation. The way that we was going to systemize things came from meditation. A lot of the things that we do with clients and the, the things we have in place, systems and, and rewards and all this kind of stuff that is the day-to-day running of the gym came out of meditation. That's one. Secondly, my podcast, my podcast has been going since 2018. There's over 110 episodes on there now. Um, I've had some really amazing guests that I never expected to get on the show. The podcast came out of meditation. I was in a meditative state and the voice came to me. You've got to start a podcast. Okay. I'm going to listen. I'm not going to ignore it because that's coming from a higher power. The third one is the, my marriage to my wife, Sarah. I mean, that was, that was part of med. Yes. We probably would have ended up getting married, but like a voice said to me and I was in meditation, just what are you waiting for? Just pop the question. Let's do it. And I'm married to the woman of my dreams now. So there's three examples that have come out of meditation and they are life changing things. This is what meditation can do for you. It can literally change your life. And there's many things that I've put into practice since that day in Sedona, many, many things, but meditation is top of the list. It's had the biggest impact and there's a couple of others that have, have really helped as well, but meditation is at the top of the list. So yeah, it's, it's, it's life-changing and the, the messages, the downloads, they're, they're amazing and you don't always listen to the, listen to the right time. That's what I'm saying. All the answers are, are within. They, they, I've had to go within to get those downloads, to get that information to come to me. And then it's it's a little bit of, what you spoke about with one of your other guests is then it's taking action. Like it's, it's, it's inspired action working on it. So there's many different facets and many different laws to follow, but 
meditation is just beyond powerful if you can really get into it and really connect with it. But I love what you said as well. I love what you said is that it's mindfulness. This word gets chucked around all the time. Mindfulness, you've got to be mindful. Well, what is mindful? It's just being present, as you said, being in the moment. And you can achieve that many different ways. One of my favorite activities, you said you like running. Mine is hiking. So my wife and I, we go hiking a lot. We're very lucky to live uh, on the edge of a, probably about an hour away from a national park. It's actually the third most visited natural uh, national park in the world. It's the third most visited national park in the world, the Peak District. And Tom Cruise is there at the moment filming Mission Impossible 7. So we like to go up there quite a lot and, and hike around there. And what we love about hiking is you just, you're just in the moment. You're not thinking about, oh, I've got to send this client this email or I've got to put the kettle on when I get home. You're not thinking about any of that. You're just in the moment and you're connected to nature. And at the end of the day, we are nature. Uh, nature is in us and we're part of nature. We're at one with nature. So for me, um, that is a great way to be in that kind of mindful or meditation-like state. Is, is, is walking and hiking or running or playing a sport because you're just in the moment. You're not thinking about anything else. And that's what it's all about. That's the key to, to happiness. That's the key to the joy is, is being present. Yes. Well, and I want to ask you, I'm just curious, how long do you tend to spend in your meditation practices? Depends. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's as little as five minutes. Yeah. Sometimes it's two hours. It depends. It depends. It depends. Um, where where it goes it depends what kind of techniques i'm using if i'm doing some like really intense breath work then that could be that could be anything from like 45 minutes to as i said two hours if it's just a, a quick dip in see what i get it could be as little as, as as five or ten so it does differ and it depends on what methodology or technique i use but as i said I go with the flow. I don't put any pressure on myself. I don't just, I don't sit there or lie there and say, right, I'm going to do um, 500 breath of fires. Like, <laughs> like that. I don't, I don't do that. I just lie there and write, okay, what's going to happen today. I'll take a few deep breaths and then see where the journey takes me. Mm. And personally, I think that's the best way, but maybe for beginners, they, they, they might need that. Okay. Uh, it's a 10 minute guided meditation where it's a, it's a combination of relaxation, breath work and visualization that works really well for a lot of people. For some people, it might be like you said, running or walking or hiking. And for others, it might be okay. It is, it is breath work. So it's, it's, it's um, pranayama or it's Wim Hof or it's holotropic breath work or whatever the case may be. But what I would say with the breath work stuff is, is, firstly get some proper guidance and some proper coaching because I have known people to like see some holotropic breath work on YouTube, for example, or on Instagram and they go and do it and then they pass out because they get lightheaded because you're technically hyperventilating yourself. So that's just maybe a little disclaimer is if you are going to do some kind of recognized breath work, go and see a professional um, to, to, to get a bit of guidance and, and then go to it. But there's nothing wrong with just sitting there and, and taking deep breaths. Like that's breath work, like just in through your nose, out through your nose or in through your nose, out through your mouth, whatever works for you, that's breath work. But that kind of more funky stuff, should I say, then I would probably see a, a proper instructor first. But yeah, there's many ways and many avenues into it, but I just, I just love it. Meditation is amazing. 
Well, I love what it seems like is, and even through your meditation practice, you have really stepped into living intentionally by being guided. You're not trying to force any outcomes. It sounds like in anything you do. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, it's been a big shift the last few years. As I said, I just used to think that happiness or joy might come from money in the bank or from external things. And it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it comes from, it comes from within, it comes from yourself. Um, and I think that's what, without going down any kind of religious or esoteric stuff, I think that's what has been tried to be spoken and preached and taught via these gurus, sages, prophets, whatever you want to call them. I think they, they've been saying that stuff for thousands of years and we've just maybe interpreted it in the wrong way. Um, it's, it's all the, all the love or the happiness or the joy is, is inside. It comes from within. And if you do work on yourself first, this is a key thing. Like I said earlier, you've got to work on yourself first because for so long I was trying to help other people. I was trying to help people to lose weight and get fit and tone up and all of that stuff. And I wasn't even helping myself. I was trying to promote health and I wasn't healthy myself. Yes. I, I was fit and I could run marathons in, in like, two hours something I could run half marathons in like my PB for half marathons like 120 or something stupid like that and I was playing soccer three four times a week but I was like getting home and I was past I was like just knackered I was tired like falling asleep I was falling asleep stood up I was falling I remember falling asleep in a session once I'm training a client and I'm falling asleep and I'm telling them to eat healthy and I'm eating one meal a day and when I do eat it it's on the go it's like a subway or whatever so I wasn't looking after myself and it's only the last four or five where I've just been like, do you know what? I've got to look after myself. I've got to nurture myself. And that is one of my affirmations. And that's another thing we could talk about is affirmations because they've been life-changing. But one of my affirmations is um, to, to help others best, I must learn how to nurture myself. So I have to look after myself and nurture myself first so I can help others best. So self-love, self-care, again, get chucked around quite a lot, but self-love and self-care and, and, and loving yourself and working on yourself first, I think are the best things you can do, not just for yourself, but for, you, for humanity as well. Because if we yeah. can be the best versions of ourselves, then we can help others in the best way possible. Well, and I think the word that came to me when you were speaking and sharing all that is alignment. You can't be saying do as I say, but not as I do. And, and I've experienced that it is, it's easy to be in this space. And I, and you know, the mindset coach, and I'm telling you what to do and the intentions and the practices, and I trip up. And that's when I have that, that misalignment, like, oh, and that resistance of, well, it's because I'm not doing as I say. So yeah, I hear yeah. you. Well, then question for you, because I feel like we've touched on so many good things. What is one key takeaway you want listeners to get? The key takeaway I'd like them to, to get is exactly what I've just said, is, is, is to, to do the work, do the work on yourself. And it's hard. It's really hard. It's difficult and it's going to hurt and you're going to have resistance yeah. and you're going to cry and you're going to get upset. Um and you're going to want to quit, but if you if you really stick with it and work on yourself and love yourself from the deepest levels, then everything else will fall into alignment, as you said, and fall into place. And you will you will get the things, and you will live the life that you want to live. I love that, and I feel like I mean 
I do believe we're all channels for each other. We are vessels for communication. And I, I, I needed that message. So thank you. And you, you already shared one with me, but what is a quote or motto that you live by? A quote or motto that I live by? The one is it's probably a bit cheesy and it's more of a sporting quote, but it was something that was drilled into me from a very young age. And I think actually, if I remember correctly, it was on the wall in my parents' bedroom growing up because they were they were very positive parents and they always pushed me to to be the best I could. And it was this quote and it, and you probably heard it and most listeners probably would have as well. And it was, um, winners never quit and quitters never win. And it's very sporting orientated, but I do believe that if you, if you, there's, there's right times to stop things and cut things out of your life. But if you quit or you give up, then you will never win at the game of life. So never, ever quit, never give in until, until it's it's taken away from you just never quit yes i love that okay i have two final questions for you to wrap up the interview what is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend (laughs) the book i'm currently reading is uh the gospel of thomas the hidden sayings of jesus so it is a gospel that was taken out of the of the bible uh, but was found in Egypt recently so that's a very interesting book and it's a lot of things that we've spoken about is is in that book um so that's the book I'm reading at the moment and the book I highly recommend again it's probably a bit cliche and probably everyone recommends it but it's Think and Grow Rich because it's, it's probably one of the best books ever written and it's so old but it's so powerful uh, and when you do find your purpose and find your your light or your or your guiding star then again you can achieve anything that you want to achieve I love that. All right. Final question. What advice would you give your younger self? The advice I'd give to my younger self is don't be so hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. Let it go. Just let it go and be, and, and don't be so hard on yourself. And a great note to end on. Ali, thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. I'd love to connect with you on the social platform. You can add me on Instagram at heather.hakes or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Heather Hakes. I'll catch you on the next episode.